So, everybody, welcome back to another episode of You Wouldn't Download a Podcast. That's the uh, the classic intro. The, the uh, classic dulcet tones of Jeff welcoming oh, us. He just fucking as if, left now. As if we have just trekked for day and night across punishing lands to arrive at grandmother's house. And the grandmother, in this case, is Jeff welcoming us in to there. Yeah. Cozy yeah, fireside living room, and what and what we, exactly do you say, Grandma Jeff? Well, I was saying, thank God we don't have a, an extra exclusive Patreon episode a week. Otherwise, this welcome wouldn't be so welcome. You know, exactly. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so uh, sought after. I know it, it's so precious, isn't it? <laughs> Just so. Um, that's that's one way to describe it, but. <laughs> uh, Moving on, welcome to the show. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Spencer Fox from the band Charlie Bliss. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's it's uh, it's great to be here. <laughs> Hell fucking yes. Uh, how's everybody doing today? It's fucking Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday. That's what they're telling me. They're telling me it's Saturday. And I, I frankly believe them. Mm. But that's just I, me. I see Jacob's uh, virtual background is uh, yeah. It's, it's actually brings us to our next point. Uh, today, today's episode. Quick bites. Are you in that McDonald's Wi-Fi again? Hey, Jeff? Just yeah. back on the McDonald's <laughs> Wi-Fi. I'm connected to real Wi-Fi. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold you got on. me all been revved a, up to talk. There's about been Quibi. a saga. Jeff's Wi-Fi adventures has been a saga this past couple weeks. Oh, guys, no. I'm I'm connected. The network is called the Social Network, and I'm connected to it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Is um, is Jesse Eisenberg there? The Mick Wi-Fi baby. <laughs> dude, maybe he's, he's maybe Jesse's fucking with your Wi-Fi, dude. He's who came to set it up. That's why that's the mm. name. Mm. Yeah, he just works for the Genius Squad now. <laughs> yeah no the it's the uh the geek squad the geek, geek squad. squad the genius bar geek squad the ge- mm. yo the genius right, bar right. i like what that. are they what That's- kind of ipas do they have at, at the the genius bar? oh my god jacob do you what, do you some, know what their menu is jacob used he- to work for apple some heady topper it's all heady <laughs> <laughs> yo we gotta go dude i need some heady yeah. topper i haven't had and that in a while so they do a special method too because you know like you could open the can, but the problem with that is it sucks in the oxygen a little bit too fast compared to how much the carbon, uh, the the bubbles, the carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. how much it comes up. So what they do is is they actually slice the top of the can off with a with a katana when you're at the Genius <laughs> Bar. Just one clean swipe, cuts off that top, you're good to go. Results in zero head. That's how they tell the you to drink bar. it on the can. Yeah. I always ask. Uh-oh. Oh my goodness! Holy fuck! <laughs> this is the big one. Huh? The happy hour specials are odd minis. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. You are all over the place. Your connection is chaotic right now. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's yeah, just dude. it's just it's delaying for like ten seconds. Are you on that two point four gigahertz Wi-Fi, dog? <laughs> you're on the five gigahertz, dude. It's fast. I'm on. I'm on the five. Um, you're on the five, dude. I don't know. So is, Ser- is Serena watching Hulu? Serena is out. Of, she, Serena's at uh, her parents. No one oh, else is got here. You. Oh, um, Serena's um, got those uh, so those 4K torrents going at full speed. Yeah, maybe she's connected to something on Bluetooth here, and then all the way in South Brooklyn. 
right. that's, that's probably what it is. It's probably yeah, it's probably, it it's probably Bluetooth interference, dude. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Quibi, uh, <laughs> come on. We, we have to get this check, you know. We have to secure yeah. the bag. Gotta uh, get the Quibi bread. Quibi is a new platform meant for consuming, <laughs> so um, consuming micro content. Um, Quick bites, the, if you will. Yeah, that's all like, the copy uh, says. Micro dosing content. Is this your oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, if you so miss true. a day, you fuck everything up. Uh, your cycle's all fucked. Jeff, did That's you snag that index card to start doing like some visual comedy, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a green screen card. Yo, oh. yeah, you could green screen anything on that. Jeff has a green index card. That. That's very actually, cool, dude. If you can see my virtual background is one of my favorite uh weird Twitter tweets from uh 2013 i believe <laughs> wow uh, that's ancient i picked it mm. for two reasons uh, uh the two let's i guess let's read it first it's by leon mm. and it says it says hold on <laughs> <laughs> it says touch the grapes it's like the eyeballs haha mm. ha. now touch the noodles it's brains Okay, now touch these acai berries. It's a superfood. Incredible. Wow. <laughs> I'm imagining so, that being said like Venus Extravaganza. Touch these grapes. It's like eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Anyone get the exactly. reference? Paris is it has none of it has you guys haven't seen Paris is burning? Damn. I don't watch man. movies, dude. I only watch films, actually. You're right. Yeah, Kino, <laughs> man. Kino. Anyway. Anyone, uh, any Paris is Burning heads in the in the uh, audience will get that reference. PBHs. Yeah, if you're a fan, go off in the Discord about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I chose this background because one, it's Halloween theme and it's October yes. now, so it's spooky. And two, PBHs, it says man. that the acai berries are a superfood, incredible. <laughs> and Spencer, <laughs> we're in the Incredibles classic. <laughs> Even though you uh, your your Wi-Fi failed you there, I had a feeling that was going to be your segue. <laughs> it, it had to be. It was the only way. <laughs> that make Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 true. In many ways, I'm I'm very similar to Anasai Bull in more ways mm-hmm. than one. <laughs> so um, I guess you start. Oh boy. Oh my god. In and voice. But then you transitioned into music, which I have to say, whenever people always asked uh, over the past couple of years, ever since I saw you guys, they asked like what my favorite Brooklyn band is. And I always would say Level Up and Charlie Bliss because wow. those, I mean, you guys were playing all the time and those are my fucking jams early days. Yeah, I feel like I like ran into you at like some of the like Shay shows. Yeah, I think that was the actual, actually the first time I met you guys was uh, at Halloween. Oh my God. Yeah. And I went to that show by myself because it was um, Emily Rio, who I I was friends with from Florida. I know her from Orlando. So I went to the show solo with, you know, intentions of meeting up with some of my friends. My friends we're not Halloween show people, even though they just didn't exist. Like, it's, it's literally the best 
night in New York to go out to shows because they're all cover sets and it's always fun and like insane. Yeah. Um, so the show was Emily Rio was, I believe, being uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep. <laughs> and you guys were Josie and the Pussycats. That's right. And that was the first time I had ever seen you guys play or heard you guys. And it was honestly so fucking sick. Like, I love that <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats movie. Three Small Words, that's my fucking shit. It's, uh, it's an insane soundtrack. It, there's no reason for it to be as good as it is, but it's, uh, yeah, some good shit. And what I remember is I was outside on the balcony at Shea, which anyone who, who's listening who's never been to Shea Stadium before it closed, it's a very narrow balcony <laughs> packed with people smoking cigarettes. Um, yes. And it's honestly the only relief from the heat from inside the venue. It's like an upstairs venue that was like very sweaty. Correct. Oh, yeah, um, those stairs going up. Dude, I miss it so much, honestly. I even missed the, the guy from uh, Paper Street across the street, the bouncer oh. that yelled at all the people for throwing their cigarette butts off the balcony. Like, I even missed that guy. Yeah, you that, uh, I, find him. I gotta say, Paperbox has to be, like, in one of the lowest tiers of, of the the Brooklyn venues. Had some, <laughs> some bad times there. Absolutely. <laughs> had some, I mean, some bad times at the Paperbox. It sucks because they had that like backyard patio area that was so cool, but their shows sucked and everything that they <laughs> did there, everything they did there sucked. Like, uh, I have like a like a a memory from the first time I played the paper box that feels like it was made up. Like it feels like it didn't happen, but it, it really did happen. Um, I was loading in uh, to the venue, and I somebody just who was like drinking at the bar blew like a massive vape cloud like into my face and laughed and i was like wow that was so that was really awful and then like seconds after that happened i was like sort of like reeling from the vape cloud and uh a reggae cover of paranoid android came over the like speakers like seconds after (laughs) these two things happened within like a 10 second window What's funny is, is, is I know that I know that cover. It's from the Radio Grid. <laughs> I literally album. also I had that album on my iPod and like in in middle school. Jeff was about to be like, sh- check this shit out, dude, and like just have someone call him, and it's his ringtone. <laughs> oh my god, that that's, is that's, a that's a very visceral memory. Yeah, it that's it sticks with me. I I will probably have that one kicking around my brain till uh, till the bitter end. <laughs> I wonder oh what the god. paper box is doing to stay afloat that, during it's COVID. Similar. Oh god, dude, they're still open. I feel like what, which is insane to me. I feel like they they've remained like un like unclosed. Like they did not close because the pandemic. Like like you know, go out of out of business. Mm-hmm. I'm saying not that they're like, they're like having shows or anything, but hosting like Zoom raves at the paper box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, silent oh. Zoom raves. <laughs> I know oh, my. God. My video went away, but I'm like clenching my forehead, like thinking. About it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, so I was as- I was gonna men- Well, I was gonna mention. I don't know what. Um, well, I I'll just say it. I was going to mention. We've meant we've brought up like you know venue Brooklyn venues of the past, sure. like in passing before. But there really are so many 
venues that even I've only been here for like five years. The the main drag of like all the little DIY venues that like were super popular, like a lot of them just straight up don't exist anymore. And like mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to believe. Like I'll I'll hear someone mention Shea Stadium and I'll be like, oh my god, like it's been a while since that one has even closed down. Like it's been, it's been a, a long while. Time and then, since I've had that name. Yeah, no, it's I don't even. Know. I mean, everything's closing now with the pandemic. Yeah, well, like, now I mean, yeah, yeah, it's even but, worse now. But I mean, even after like I've been in New York for six years, and like even after my first year, like half my favorite venues were gone. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Palisades, very short-lived. Mm, I lo- mm-hmm. love Palisades. Even though it yeah. had like a vector in the middle of the room in front of the stage, it was kind of uh, shitty. <laughs> a giant pillar in the yeah. direct center of the of the room. But uh, yeah, no, that was another really great one. Uh, I only I only managed to go to Death by Audio like twice, which I, I regret a lot because I, I love that venue so much. Yeah, I only... I only went to Death by Audio right at the end. I had like a buddy who worked for Capture Tracks and he was like, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're probably familiar, Spencer, like the last week of Death by Audio, there was like a secret show every night and you just line up and it's like some band that like played there forever ago Mm -hmm. or whatever. And my buddy was like, hey, tonight, uh, I'm working the door at Death by Audio. The secret show is like Future Islands. Do you want me to like listen wow. to you? I was like, yeah. Like I hadn't seen Future Islands since like 2008. Like I was a mm-hmm. huge Wave Like Home fan. That album was like my fucking jam in college. And I saw them in Pensacola with Dan Deacon. Um, wow. But I hadn't seen them since then. And I went and it was so sick. They had like that art installation in the back. With like oh, all- the big like uh, like it was like a giant net hanging in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like they did some huge installation for the end for everyone to check out like during the shows, and it was sick. It was like I want to say the singer from like uh, I want to say it was like the Von Bondies or something. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. I might have to look this up. Wow. Um. Like that band has not been name checked in a number of years. <laughs> Jeff has it revived a yeah, ancient spirit. It, it can't be right. I can't be right about this. But uh, either way, it was like the singer of this band. I want to say it was, okay. it was the Decemberist dude. dude <laughs> yeah, was I Decemberist. The, the Decemberist. I saw Colin Malloy busk. In, on Bedford for CMJ one year. Did you oh drop a dollar, dude? <laughs> Did I? I, uh, I requested a Morrissey song that he played and now regret heavily. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, the singer of that band, he, uh, he came out and he did like a cover of LCD sound system, New York. I love you, but you're bringing me down. And he had mm. under his shirt written on his chest, fuck vice that he like pulled off mm. in the middle mm. of the show. And it Damn. was so Dick. fucking it was very sick and it really made me miss like feel like I missed out on more of death by audio. Cause I'd lived there in New York for like a year before it closed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Glasslands was right there. And that mm-hmm. venue was also very cool. I went to another Halloween show there and saw like Beck's one foot in the grave all the way through. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, there Glasslands was great. And then I think like 285 Kent was like just down the block. Um, and I remember 
It was in like 2012. I saw Mickey Blanco at 25. Oh my God. And that was like, I was, I was not, uh, I would like, my brain wasn't prepared. No. Yeah. I just wasn't ready for what I was going to getting into. It was the first like show in Brooklyn that I had seen since I was like, saw like beach house in high school. Uh, and it was a bit of a tonal shift going from beach house to Mickey Blanco. Blanco. Yeah. There's a lot. in That's so cool. I feel like Mickey Blanco, like also maybe like the first or second year I lived in New York, did like a free rough trade, like CMJ show or something Mm. like, Mm -hmm. and I missed it somehow and was kind of pissed. I like found out about it like the next day or something. Pretty whack. Damn. The other big venue was uh, silent barn Mm -hmm. that closed down a couple Mm. of years ago. I I only went there once, but I knew it was. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't physically big, but it was pretty <laughs> popular, I feel like. Oh, dude. Silent, Silent Barn was like my favorite. Like I I was like I lived like a ten minute walk from there. You know, mm-hmm. like I knew people that like lived there and then like the dudes from Level Up all worked like at the ticket booth and yeah. it, it just felt like home. Like when I first moved here I would go there. Like I didn't know that many people and I would just go to like some weird like random show on a Tuesday night and there'd be like six people there. I remember writing this Facebook status like right when I moved here when I still was trying to like be funny on Facebook mm. and it was like I went to see Bill Baird who was in that project uh Sunset he's like an Austin Texas dude that moved to LA but he does like kind of like Brian Wilson pop psychedelic shit mm-hmm. and mm. you know it was a show that nobody was going to be at in New York like he's he'd been doing music forever and he you know very small fan base but dedicated and i just remember like between sets there was like six people there and there was like a full like hasidic dude like crip walking around the silent barn (laughs) and i I was like talking to him and he was like in training to be a rabbi in new york and i guess they like cut loose and go to like places that they shouldn't be at like on their nights off and shit and try to like drink and party which are all things that you don't really do when you're like, and he chose there. to go to the silent barn right. to the silent barn <laughs> for the bill baird show apparently huh. he, he must have just showed up or something interesting and well, they had that window so you probably you probably just saw it was it was looking lit outside and was just yeah. like i gotta see what's going on <laughs> i i will say he was the most lit thing happening damn sure uh, i mean to the point where i wrote that status which is like I'm at the silent barn and there's a Hasidic dude crip walking all over the place. And it was sick. I wish, I wish I had taken a video, honestly. Mm, uh, know. But you know, I wasn't little did you know how much of an, a, a, a historical event that was that you were with. Yeah. Nah, I mean, after working at, after working at union <laughs> hall in like park slope I, on Wednesday nights, there's a lot of like Hasidic dudes, like sneaking in, like on dates, like when they shouldn't be out on dates and they'll like nestle up in some couches in the back corner for like six hours. And it's like, it's like, it definitely has like a a noir feel where they're like hiding from people, like holding the Mm. menus up to cover their faces. I don't know. I don't pass any judgment. Jewish myself. Hey, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) What we gotta do is we gotta, we gotta remember. I mean, you, we know where the locations of all these venues were before they closed. So we should just start like a tour industry where we take people around the yes. DIY venues of lore, 
Maybe oh they're God. startup offices now. Maybe they're cocktail bars. But yeah. regardless, we can we can show this history to people and make sure it's preserved for future generations. Yeah, just like a family from Wisconsin being yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. and so uh, Titus Andronicus <laughs> played here. They had a residency. This is called yeah. the, the Shea Stadium. Um, uh, you could smoke cigarettes inside. Uh, inside the venue, you could smoke cigarettes. Oh, man. On your um, right, you can see Aviv, uh, where someone died of a heart attack one time because it was so hot inside. <laughs> there, and in, yeah. instead of like a double-decker bus, it's like a hollowed-out tour van. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that's pretty good. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would say that would be cool. Uh, and like the pickup destination is Transpecos. Yeah. Uh, And then it drops you off at the new, the new Webster hall. (laughs) We can even even do a little, a little deal with, uh, Todd from Transpecos and kind of show some apartments too. (laughs) 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 Might need to take that off the podcast, but Uh, I don't know. I missed the, uh, what was the one in the city of the tea house? Um, oh, hmm. Elvis guest house, Elvis guest house. Yeah. That shit, man. I went, that to, I place saw like, yeah, it was so fucking, I, I mean, it was like, uh, visually a very cool like space. Um, mm-hmm. but because it was in the East village, it just attracted uh, like a lot of cool people went there. Sure. Mm. But it also had like your, uh, East village, uh, finance bro. Every yeah. time I, I would go there, I'd always see some like dude who for sure like worked at JP Morgan or something. Oh man. And yeah. uh, I remember my friend Kevin played an acoustic set there. And he, uh, I, I went and there wasn't like a ton of people, but like there were like three bros sitting at the bar and he was playing this like really beautiful acoustic set. And uh, this one dude just screamed, Yo, bro, stop whispering. Uh, in the middle of like <laughs> this like beautiful like ambient song yeah uh, and I just remember being like this I, I I would walk into traffic right now I would end it all after <laughs> Holy that shit they should just Damn. close the Astor place four or five train stop and then the East Village yeah. could instantly be cool again <laughs> yeah they just close that shit down Boom. shut it down you can only get off at um at Delancey slash Essex Street, but from like Brooklyn and Queens, it doesn't stop if you're going north. Hundred yeah. percent. You can change a lot of things. <laughs> you can really yeah. turn just the need city some around, good, dude. Yeah, some good city planning. <laughs> how how will people get to Dime Square? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. God. I'll have to skate across the bridge. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, I don't know. I only ever went to Elvis Guest House during CMJ and it was always pretty cool. But yeah. always in just like too packed, like too small for like CMJ events. Definitely a space issue, but very, very beautiful space for sure. And I, I really honestly miss like the basement at Webster Hall. Mm. Like that was an underrated sick venue. Like I remember one of the CMJs, I was friends with these dudes from England and this band Nye Harvest that I met like years ago and they would come every CMJ and stay at my apartment. And I went to a show there. They were like on top shelf records and I'm like in the green room with them. And there's like a picture on Facebook somewhere. That's like me, them two, like Kevin Duquette, like the owner of top shelf records and like 
three other people from like other top shelf bands like Intuit Over It and like Donovan Wolfington and shit. And I'm like the only person that's unrelated to any of it in the picture. <laughs> and mm. I just think it's like the funniest fucking thing on the internet for like kids that were into like top shelf and like I don't know, what are those other labels that are like the same exact thing? I think I uh, saw that band at Fest, but I went because I thought their album art looked cool. Yeah. Nightheart, Nightheart. Yeah, I, like, I think it was uh, the Holds Open My Head album. Or yeah, song. I mean, yeah, that one. They're nice. They're nice dudes. They were like, like they're just both like skinny English dudes, but they were mm. literally like Jay and Silent Bob. Like the singer dude talked like nonstop, and the drummer completely didn't say anything ever. <laughs> I'm guessing really, he was the really Silent strange. Bob, yeah. He was the silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if I it was reversed and like in that movie. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> if Silent Bob was the one who talked a lot, it's kind of like when someone's really big or tall and you damn like tiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be so sick. That's crazy that as so fuck, funny. dude. That shit broke so, my brain, dog. That would yeah, be like, insane. If I mean, the, Kev, if Kevin the silent guy the actually attack. talked, that would be insane, Yo. dude. Uh, that would just imagine like. You go to a theater, you're seeing some movie called Jay and Simon Bob, and you find out that Simon Bob is the talkative one. You're telling yes, me you're dude. telling me the guy with the word silent in his yeah. name, he's yeah. doing the talking. He's the I'm talker. just following your logic right now. I'm checking yeah. my program. If we are in a theater and we did get programs mm. on the way in, I'm literally checking my program to make sure I'm not bugging out right now. I already have Letterboxd open and I'm giving it a five-star <laughs> review. And the review is just, this shit broke my brain. <laughs> okay, this is epic. Uh, That's my okay, Letterboxd uh, review. Christopher Nolan, are we taking notes? <laughs> Uh, Stanley Kubrick is rolling in his grave right now. Uh, yo, uh, uh, David Fincher been real quiet since this one came out. <laughs> Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith actually finished that, that last Orson Welles film that they brought to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He, he ghost finished it. Yeah. Peter, Peter Bogdanovich was like, yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That shit. That shit would be pretty, pretty epic if uh, the silent guy talked more, I think. That's mm, such a good idea. Would. I think I, uh, I smell a Quibi show in here somewhere. Yes. Oh, I think so. Kevin Smith oh, do do, he'll do anything, honestly. He's got like seven podcasts. Kevin Smith does? <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah, the, king, uh, he's like one's the called, king of podcasts. One's called uh, Chapo Trap House. There's another. <laughs> there's another one called Come Town. I think that he yeah, does. And I then believe he, he hosts also, a podcast called Red Scare. I yeah, think. that's the yeah. Big one. Red that's Scare. That's his political. That's his political one. That's yeah. when he. That's when he gets political. Yeah. 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 The other ones aren't political. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that shit is insane. Um, that's fucking epic, dude. It's crazy. It's like, you know, you go in, you you think you're watching a movie about people that work at a convenience store and this guy just keeps fucking talking into the camera like it's a POV fucking reality show. Dude. Confessional, you know what I mean? On some feedback. I am soy facing so hard right now. (laughs) It's insane. You gotta be careful, dude. That's gonna really affect the frown lines. I know, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. You should watch it. Close feet. I'm only bringing this up for relevancy's sake, but uh, Mm -hmm. Spencer, you've toured with Death Cab for Cutie. 
Mm-hmm. Have Have you seen the the new video that dropped a couple of days ago of the the Postal Service auditions? I did. I did see that. Yeah. What did you think about it? Because I have opinions. Oh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you give your opinions first, and then based on what you say, I will then give my opinions. Okay, so. You know, I was excited for it as a fan of the Postal Service, but, you know, I mm-hmm. guess when they did the the reunion tour in, like, 2013, I want to say, they did, like, uh, the first, like, Postal Service audition videos. Like, it was that dude Dave from Sub Pop, who's in the new one, and Jimmy mm-hmm. Tamborilla, like, sitting in a room, and people coming into audition, and supposedly it's, like, before they cast or booked cast. <laughs> Ben Gibbard as the singer... Uh, and he like comes in and gets hired or whatever. And then this new one came out a couple of days ago, I guess, to promote the election. And um, it was like a Zoom interview. And it's like Ben Gibber, that dude Dave from Sub Pop, Jenny Lewis and Jimmy Tamborello. And they're like auditioning new singers. And I thought it was funny. Like they had callbacks to the original one. Like uh, they had John Wooster from Super Chunk come on as Denny Rock which is like very funny character he does on that show. And they had some other people, but I just, I thought it just didn't land compared to the first Mm, one. Interesting. I, so I have never seen the first one, Uh, but I don't know. Like, I feel like quarantine is such a weird time to be in a band because it's like forcing you to do all this auxiliary shit that has like nothing to do with music just Mm -hmm. to like (laughs) feel like you still matter in the world. Um, and I don't know. I feel like g- good good on them. They committed to the bit. I thought it was like very charming. Happy happy to see them churning out the content, you know? I I, I agree and you know, it was it was a good time to capitalize because obviously the postal service, the real postal service mm. needs help help. So True. I think it was to promote that and like, you know, mail in ballots which obviously work and should be totally fine for this election Um, yeah yeah. no issues there for sure it's gonna gonna go great for sure no problems um, at all there yeah just you know i've I've seen so many of like the reunions like the parks and rec and all the zoom it's just like i get that we have these constraints and i'm happy that everyone's doing what they can from where they are but it's just like I guess I'm also coming. I'm also coming into it with like uh, a certain degree of of like empathy for bands that are are like forced to do things that have nothing to do with what they should be focusing on, which is music. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely like a period of time where like we would do like uh, on the Charlie Bliss Instagram account, like weekly uh, weekly live Instagram uh, shows. Like mm-hmm. I would like cooking with Spenny like once a week. And it was—it just felt like so degrading. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hon- honestly, though, I, I yeah. love that shit. Like the, like M- Mira did like uh, Thursday live shows, like Mira um, of like K Records and other fame. Uh, she did like live and uh, Thursdays, and I, I want to say like Lou Barlow from Dinosaur Junior would go live like all the time randomly do shows. Like I'm into the the Instagram live live show for a while like i know uh double double whammy did like a showcase and that shit was fun like in the beginning of quarantine when there was nothing going on you couldn't go anywhere like i had a bunch of concert tickets that got like 
rescheduled and then canceled twice. I think Jacob and I had tickets to go see mm. like Shushu at St. Vitus. And yeah. uh, it was disappointing, you know, and then I've talked to like some comedians. We've had guests on the podcast where I'm like, are you going to do any like streamable comedy? And they're like, no, that's cheesy. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> well, you because do- it's- yeah. Go ahead. No. Well, I was just going to say, like, I'm friends with a bunch of drag performers and like, uh, well, one of my good friends, um, Christ with a Q, Brooklyn drag performer has said like openly, like, I don't want to do the digital stuff. Like there's, there's yeah. no, there's no feedback there. It's you're, you're in an empty room and it's just not the same. And you know, it's, it's a imitation of performing. And like, I get like, sometimes that's your only option and like people want something, but as a performer, like I, I totally get if it's, if it feels like shitty to do it. Cause it's, you're, you're not getting that same feedback loop of the audience being with you and like getting getting that like response which is obviously a huge part of being a performer so like I totally get where you're coming from like that must it it must be just kind of exhausting because you know a you have to put the technical uh effort into setting up your thing and then you do it and then maybe it works maybe it doesn't and then what do you have to what do you what do you have to show for it after you after you do it you know yeah I like I a lot of respect for the the bands and stuff that are like you know just putting on shows in their like living rooms in their apartments i think that's yeah. great um i i feel like <laughs> we kind of took or at least i you know approached it from a silly angle which is like oh you know instead of like playing music i'll do like a fun like cooking thing like that'll be so fun uh, but in reality, I think like the first like few times I did it, it, I was like, oh, this is great. People are interested in this. But then like it was just complete diminishing returns. And like yeah. by the end, it was like nine people are watching. And yeah. I remember I was in the middle of it and uh, somebody commented like, how come every time I see Charlie Bliss going live, it's just this guy cooking. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this Damn. is like this is so bad. I, this needs to end immediately. Yeah. I kind of love that, honestly. I think, <laughs> like, I'm also interested in, like, musicians I like as people, too. Like, you know, some fans, they just, they're like, give me the music. Like, sure, I don't need to know anything about you. But, like, I think that adds, like, some personality to the mix, you know. Jeff wants to see your birth certificate. Wants to have that social security number. Social security number, yeah. Copy yeah. your last electric bill. I don't know. It also... <laughs> It, it also comes from like a different place, like depending on like your level or your like size and what's expected of you. Like, you know, artists have albums coming out that they can't tour behind. And then the labels right. are like, promote it, do like some video, like go live tomorrow. Like, you know, some industry type behind the scenes bullshit that people have to deal yeah. with, which I'm sure, you know anyone here that's ever done like a collaborative art thing understands a little bit to some extent. Sure. Um, there, there's someone above you. It's the hierarchy of the art world. <laughs> um, let's corporatize everything. Well, yeah. But, I mean, but that makes it even less satisfying to do it if you're obligated to. Well, that's to what I'm saying. It, yeah. And then you see a lot of people doing things as like obligations, but then there's cool things like, mm. you know, I'm not like at one point I like, was into that band Touche Amore more and they did like a Brooklyn vegan takeover yesterday and like, you know, did like unboxing of their new record and played shit, which I think is cool, you know, gives fans something to do when they can't fucking go anywhere or see anything, you know? 
Yeah, I think also now, since it's it's been a, quite a while since we've been dealing with the pandemic, the first like month or so was very like dire. Like everyone was a little like panicking. Like it was totally. real stressful for everyone. And so like everyone was kind of gravitating towards stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, it's like it's like, oh, it's the best we got right now. And I feel like, you know, you got a ton. You probably got a ton of engagement just across the board with like digital stuff like that for the first month. But now it's like we're in the period where like we're pretending like things are back to normal. Mm. And like you obviously still don't have like proper venues open and shows and like even Mm. bars are only I'm talking NYC specifically, but like bars are only now just kind of reopening inside and like, but like we're, we're, we're pretending like it's, not as big of a deal anymore and like i feel like there's therefore there's less of a like drive for that sort of content does that make sense like like yeah i'm i've been to a couple drag shows like in parks and stuff like that i've been oh, that's awesome. and i know like yeah it's it's great and yeah. it's super fun uh and i'm sure uh musicians have been finding alternative ways to do like live shows uh similarly but don't wouldn't you say like the the general vibe is like a, a lot different now that we've been subjected to this for like however many months it's been? Yeah, you know, I like I feel like March especially was yeah. just like a a very terrifying month, and it was just yep. like a, a, every band basically realized that they would not be touring for a very long time at this at like this in the same week span. Yeah, and it just yeah. It, I, there was a lot of uh, Instagram Live was really popping for for a it minute. was yeah well yeah I mean it was that it was that full realization of like oh my god my tickets got refunded oh my yeah. god like oh wow I I bought tickets for August and they're it's not happening like yeah it was there there was a whole feedback of like yeah no the the world <laughs> we're shutting down Everything and now down. social media is bad because the social dilemma just came out. And so people aren't watching any Instagram live anymore. Dude, I I like the social dilemma. I thought it was very interesting. Is it uh, anti-Insta? It's anti-everything. All social media. Including like Google and shit. That's my favorite social media app is Google. Google. Yeah, dude. That's underrated. That's where I find all my information. Yeah, Um, that's where I do most of my networking is on Google. Yeah. Google, Google Plus. Plus, baby, yeah. bring it back, bring it bring back. It back. But yeah, my, my homies in my circle, like they're <laughs> my ride or dies. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, that, there's that, that one dude in the social dilemma, the interview, and he tries to give advice. Like, what's the one advice you would give to people to like try to stop all this shit from happening? And he's like, you know, don't click on any recommended videos. Like, don't let like the algorithm learn like more about you because then you're just the commodity that they're selling shit to you. So like never let like the automated like video start playing like your recommended shit afterward. Dude, I don't know, man. Every time I get a recommended ad on Instagram, like I have like 17 Casper mattresses because I, yeah. I, I buy them every single time. It's, yeah, dude. It, it's gotten to the point where it's like I, I one click buy it too. Yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. nice because you know for a fact like once one of the Casper mattresses is donezo, like you have another one just waiting. You got like yeah. 18 lined yeah. up. And a lot of people I'm like do the like princess that. in the pee over here. I, I got like yeah. 10 mattresses stacked I'm saying. up. I was going to say is this like a test like you put like a key under or like a small nug of weed at like the very bottom. Yeah. 
Like, I can't get comfortable till I finish this bowl, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, oh man, I can feel that loud from up here. It's so, yeah. it's so dank. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, the social the social dilemma though, it's like pretty eye opening. As someone that's extremely online, I uh, I am worried. There's another one that I guess Netflix movie that came out in like 2019. That's called like The Great Hack or The Big Hack or something, and it's all about Oof. like should have worked yeah. on that title a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's all about uh, like the campaign that uh, they did on like the Trump election and Brexit. What's that mm. company? What's that company called? Facebook. Uh, well, they they worked with Facebook, but it's about um, Cambridge Analytica uh-huh. and like how they are like the big data company and the, how they like won an election for the uh, politician and I think it was Chile and then they did Trump and then they did Brexit. And then it's like one of the main people that worked for them came out and is like saying how dangerous they are and how they told Facebook, they deleted all the data, even though they didn't. And this is all like leading up to the 2019, like Zuckerberg trial. Yeah. And there's a direct mm-hmm. pipeline from that company to Casper mattresses. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Big Casper. True. <laughs> what, what what people don't know is Casper's headquarters is actually in Russia. Yeah. And yeah. the president of Casper is actually Vladimir Putin. That yeah. just reminded me. Uh we have uh, some Casper ad copy to read. <laughs> this episode of You Wouldn't Download a Podcast is sponsored by Casper. Casper's just released the Nova Hybrid mattress. It's pretty good. It's got the foam and the springs. So if you got foam heads and you know, in the house, they got the foam. And if you got spring heads, well, they got springs too. Uh, it's You can get it online at casper.com. That's can right. It, does, Cas- it have, uh, does it have ray tracing? It does. It's enabled. Does it have 4K, Cas- 4K 60? Yeah, it's got That's the 4K. It's got okay. the 4K 60. All right. That's right. Cas- HDMI no- 2.1 compatible. It's no longer just a Daniel Johnson song. Mm. Oh, yeah, there you go. Damn. It's uh, f- the friendly mattress. <laughs> Haunted mattress. Honestly, it kind of a bad idea to name your mattress company Casper. Like, especially, I imagine their sales drop a lot in October because people are a little bit too spooked to be. Yeah. Buying. Well, he is. I mean, he is a friendly ghost. He's a friendly ghost. But I yeah. mean, probably, probably pretty nice. That's that's also just how he's depicted on TV, though. Like a lot of people thought You're Ellen right. was friendly Actually, for a while, you know what, though. Actually. My friend went to college with Casper and he said he was oh, like, actually like really mean. No, but he's yeah. like, but he's like nice, like one on one, but he's like, a, he's yeah. like a bitch. You a put him in a, a group in a and group, it, it yeah. just, it comes out. It's, and then he, if he smokes weed, then he, it's like really mean. He's and a he mean starts like He starts like, re, he starts like saying mean things when he smokes weed. And then he comes to you the next day. He's like, I'm so sorry. This only happens when I smoke mids. Um, and then you're like, and then you're like, the stop, then stop the smoking mids. And he's like, but yeah. I can't. Did, I did you guys, did you guys know that Casper? So the, the live action film, mm. when Casper becomes a human being at the end, he's played by actor Devon Sawa, who actually also plays Stan in Eminem's Stan video. Mm. So Casper <laughs> is actually Stan from the Eminem what? song. 
Yo, featuring Dido. the ghost. Oh my yeah, God. I mean, wow. Stan, Stan is written from the perspective of Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right, because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> Damn. It's um, one big extended, like, Marshall Mathers fictional universe. Yeah. It, it's all starting to make sense now, honestly. Yeah. I'm glad we're touching I mean, back on that because, like, a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of, you know, real Marshall Mathers heads listening yeah. to the pod, and we haven't scratched this subject in a while. I know. Well, those, those are my two favorite, least known members of D12, Fatso and Stinky. Mm. <laughs> um, blue and yellow, purple pills. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, though, the, with the social dilemma, I feel like I see a lot of people that are just like, I just watched The Social Dilemma and I'm deleting my social network accounts. And I'm like, I I just feel like it's crazy that people are like learning about it from that. Like, I feel like yeah. it's been pretty known for a while. You're kind of just like selecting. It's just that most people don't care. Yeah. And also everyone who's deleting those accounts, they're going to be back next week. Let's be real. Well, here. I mean, you have to protect the people from misinformation and disinformation. Like, for example, we can cut this out of the podcast if it gets too too doxy. <laughs> but uh, okay. but Spencer, in doing research for the podcast, I, I, I visited found your home address. Uh. <laughs> well, something something, something <laughs> similar. I, uh, I I went on your Wikipedia page, your personal oh, Wikipedia page. So sorry. There is like an early life section that like yeah. says like your the middle school you went to and like the high school you went to, but then it says citation needed. So I'm curious to know if it's you know drop who now, entered that information into um, Wikipedia. So I don't, uh, which is not great. Uh, that is so weird. Yeah, it's gone I, from Wikipedia now. By the way. <laughs> it just says it just says you were born in New York City and you're the son Fucking of actor born and raised Fox. dude uh was really close friends with both the Safty brothers uh yeah. a really cool guy you know mm. um I have no idea there's stuff on there that like I've never discussed with I don't know it's information that wow. some of it is is incorrect as well mm-hmm. uh and I, uh, it's it's upsetting because there I've I've been uh, emailed by. Uh, like two separate uh, adult men during the course of my life who have found my information uh, and requested to to hang out with me. Oh my um, fucking God. Yes. Uh, both, both of which were like big, like weird uh, adult male Disney fans, which I guess is like mm. a pretty Ooh. real thing. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, yeah, not great. And so That's the fact up. that there are <laughs> these like uh, pieces of information regarding where I went to middle school feels bad yeah. but you know that's that's the internet what are you what are you gonna do man do you think do you think maybe it's someone from within the administration of the middle school that wants to hype up the middle school so more kids want to go there because a celebrity <laughs> went to middle school there if so it's definitely not working because uh, they <laughs> they picked somebody who is not important <laughs> right or maybe it's someone at a middle school you didn't go to that wants to hype up their middle school. Wow. And act, act like you went there. This is just all big middle school. These middle schools are just trying, school. for a crumb of clout, dude. they'll go to great lengths. 
you know, these middle schools in Westchester County are just clout chasing. Let's be real. <laughs> For sure. Well, For I just sure. I took all these notes from a 4chan QAnon uh, right, page. Right. That like, this is all just from a Q drop. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is what they're thinking uh, right. might, ha- might have happened, you know, in relation. Of course. Because no citation, you know, I, no belief. What does that no really belief. mean? I mean, come on, let's look a little further into, into that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why when I was in high school, you couldn't use Wikipedia as a source because mm-hmm. it, it's not, it was incredible. But now, I don't know. I feel like kids might, it might be like, is it, is it like legit to, write a paper and all of the information came from wikipedia it's time for some middle school life hacks real quick if you go to wikipedia (laughs) and you click on those sources you can cite the sources in your paper so you can still use wikipedia so everybody for our demographic yeah Yeah, everybody who's listening yeah everyone's working Everyone Social is doing their AP classes. Yeah, 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 they're doing yeah. their AP English uh, assignments for Grapes of Wrath or some bullshit, <laughs> and they have to find Dude. some uh, some some sources. Or if they're they're doing their AP US history homework, I got the Spark Notes for Grapes of Wrath. I don't want to read that book. It seemed boring and dusty. Yeah, don't There's read no it. Everybody knows. It. Everybody knows Rosebud is the sled. I you know. don't have to finish yeah. the whole fucking book. You know spoilers. what I mean? Spoilers. Yikes. Fucking have, Jode family, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we have some Jode heads on the pod. I heard they're smoking the dust bowls. Oh. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> wow! It's a, a literary sick. pod now. Yeah, Man, very highbrow. <laughs> I'm so glad we stopped your video, Jeff. There's been no audio problems. Wait, did, did you stop? <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped your video. Connect. Yes, I, I turned off it. your video because Yo, it's that the might be only the thing to fix it's the been audio. Crystal clear. Yeah. Crystal clear. Well, good, because I took all my clothes off since oh, you guys yeah. stopped the video. That's good. I'm, I, I hope you're staying you cool. Dude. I hope you're staying cool. <laughs> I, it's, it's great, you know? It's, it's yeah. full now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, um, I am just looking over my notes, which don't make any sense anymore. Okay. Oh, so, no. Is that what the green note card was? I thought it was a green screen. It, you know, it's it's multifunctioning. Oh, so this is something that I wanted to bring up that sure. we we discussed off pod, but I guess I could promote even though it'll be over before this ends. But Stephen Merritt from the Magnetic Fields is doing a charity auction for a jingle or theme, and I'm thinking about bidding on it because our podcast, which has existed for a year and a half plus has never had an actual theme. We do have a theme song, though. Well, we have a theme song. I made that one in GarageBand. It's true. We don't have to revisit it. It's called Butterbeans. Kind of blows. It's on on the... the, You wouldn't download a podcast uh, saved stories for anyone that that missed that episode. I'll send it to Uh, you, Spencer. It's good. It's um, a good song. I think it would be really cool to have a magnetic field song that's written for the the podcast mm. and i'm trying to get a commitment from the other host to throw down an amount of money so when i bid on it and win i don't have to pay for all of it mm. <laughs> awkward to now, bring it up on the podcast yeah yeah you're putting Look, us on the yeah on the, on really the on the spot Oof. dude oh boy. this is how all right this is how i uh, am locking you in but spencer what what amount do you think a stephen merritt podcast theme should cost what should i what should i bid it up to 
There's two days left on the auction. What are you starting at or what are you ca- what's your cap? So the the auction started at 400 and I believe it's at 525 now and you wow. have to bid you have to bid increments of 50. So I'm thinking about bidding 575. I feel like the alpha move is just like come in hot with like 1k. 1k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 yeah. Well, I am currently unemployed. Maybe if they reach a stimulus package deal <laughs> in the next two days, I will. Yeah, uh, how, however think- much the stimulus check is. Exactly. Three. Just, just, just say message one Nancy, dude. Be like, Nancy, <laughs> Get I Wilson need to buy this pod. <laughs> Yo, Nancy on the pod, though. Nancy oh on the pod, though. Dream she's, right she's, she's coming next week. We have, we oh, have Nancy. They're actually working the stimulus deal out on next week's pod. She, so. yeah, she we goes ex- by Nan amongst friends. Nan. She goes by Nan. Nan. Yeah. Nan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're tight, if you're in her inner circle, which I am. Yeah, are you? Are, you're in the. You're in. The, you're in her group chat, right? Yeah, yeah. We're on. We're, well, I'm on a group text with her, and then a separate group chat because with like you know other. It is. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I get it. like there's always the a second one. Yeah, the one with I mean, the yeah. one with her is just for Quibi content. Yeah, like, it's just Quibi, Quibi memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. memes. Yeah, she, if you post really... anything that's not a Quibi meme, you get booted. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right for the show. Nancy yeah. Pelosi's like asking for feed in the chat. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a customary thing. Like we all send feed pics. Like once we start, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not dude. a big deal. Nancy's yeah, getting canceled. So what I'm saying is, if you guys threw 150, I'll make up the difference of whatever it is. Hmm. Interesting proposition. Hmm? Risky thoughts? bringing it up on pod, I gotta say. I know. It's a bold it's risky move. Risky. I yeah. like it, I'm though. Tr- I like the style, though. I honestly I like think bringing style. it up on pod is good. Yeah. I'm trying to lock them in in case I have to go to small claims court to collect the <laughs> 150 from each okay. of them. Okay. Okay. Wow. Don't get wow. ahead of yourself. Well, I, you know. <clears throat> you're setting them uh, up for failure here, man. Yeah. I just know the I just know the law in New York City, and I'm just trying to be a good citizen, you know, and and that, you know ab- abide by the laws, because God forbid, you know, some fucking some Antifa troll sneaks into my brain and makes me drop a, a bunch of cinder blocks mm. on top of the the bowl in the financial district. Mm. They'll do yeah. that. They can they do that. I, I mean, remember one time I went to Starbucks and I was I was actually going because they had just brought back the Christmas cups and I was really excited <laughs> about it. Yeah, and I lit- I walked. Do you mean, do you mean the holiday I, cups? Yeah, I saw. There is I, there is a war on Christmas and no one is talking about it. I saw some guy with a Bernie shirt and instantly I felt compelled to break a window in Starbucks and I knew yeah. it was not right. I knew it wasn't good. You know, yeah. I'm I I I very much am like I'm on a blue no matter who train, but. I don't think that breaking Starbucks windows is is good. So it was Respect, it was tough. I, I feel like straight up like just like seeing that guy got me got me hot, but it also got me passionate. So the thing is, is it doesn't just hurt. It just doesn't just hurt them. It hurts the community. Yeah, you know the Starbucks really Starbucks community. community. Yeah, the Starbucks it, forums. It's really a lot more venti than you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. I uh, yeah. I do miss peeing in Starbucks's because like even now if I'm out and I see one and I have to pee, I don't mm. I don't pee in public in public bathrooms anymore. For I safety. love that. You remember that chairlift song, peeing in public? 
No. No. It's like, I'm sorry for peeing in public this time up front. You don't remember that song? No. It's a big one. I honestly think Caroline Polachek killed it on that one. No one talks <laughs> about peeing in public. Caroline Polachek is in yeah. the Postal Service video. She's really? pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I'm like changing mm. my mind mid, mid uh, podcast. Yeah, I was, you, I was, I was charmed. Told you wrong. I was charmed. I, uh, I'll be honest. I do recommend because I watched the new one the other day, and then yesterday I rewatched the first one, and that's when my opinion kind of changed. So I do mm. recommend checking out the first one because it's you know it's similar and some some repeats like uh, Duff McKagan is like back in both of them. Like really. It's, a lot of it is like uh, like running jokes. Like the second one, a lot of the jokes are the same from the first one, which is why it's funny, but it's just harder because the Zoom thing, it's like, all right, this is a good running joke. If they were like the chemistry in the room was there, you know, it's like yeah. it's like when Blink-182 tried to make Neighborhoods when they came back and they all recorded in different studios and it was just like... The magic it's like, was gone. What Jeff's trying to say is like you probably shouldn't wear a mask first off because of carbon dioxide poisoning. So right. it's like they should just all kind of be chilling. My landlord tried to tell me that. I was like out oh, on God. the street. I was bringing down like an old bed frame and an old bed because I had just gotten my Casper. And uh, I <laughs> my my sixteenth Casper came yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I just you went ran out of room for, for your actual bed. Tossed yeah. out the old one because it was kind of stinky. because uh, mm-hmm. I've been using it for about two or three weeks. And right, um, right, right. he was like, first off, he was like, this is a nice mattress. And he saw some guy running by with a mask on. And he's like, can't believe, you know, I understand wearing a mask. Uh, but like running with the mask on, it, it's what it does to the capillaries in your lungs. The bursting just immediately. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. That's is insane. he like taking a drag on a cigarette while he's saying this? Like, it's he's from, uh, he's, he's like very like eastern european queens so like has like, oh, a yeah. full queens accent but like yeah. his dad's name is like bulldozer and mm-hmm. his name is sasha he's just like a human so, adidas tracksuit yeah yeah he, I, it's good because Swatting. i feel like i feel like he could kill me which i i like that in the landlord i like yeah. to, you know have a la- i i like someone to exercise control over me in that part of my life so it's good to like <clears> see you know a threatening persona yeah, you want a little danger uh, yeah. in my, relationship yeah. to your landlord. My question is, if you think he could kill him, how come I see like Insta, like friends only stories of you on mm. the roof, even though there's clearly signs posted yeah. that say, don't go on the roof, turn no. around. If you were yeah, really dude. scared of him, you would not go on the roof. Don't dox me like that, dude. I didn't okay, say where. I think I, I just sent him the podcast when I was downstairs. He's like, oh, what have you been doing in this, you know, this apartment? And I mean, I think what that those right after this apartment? I, I just tipped him, though. I just tipped him because it was, you know, October 1st just had rolled around and it was time to tip landlord him. appreciation day. Yeah, yeah and, you had to tip your landlord 200 percent. And he was like, you know, what have you been doing? And I'm like, I've been mostly mostly podcasting. And he was like, oh, I, you know, I love the Joe Rogan experience. And he's like, is it kind of like that? And I was like, it kind of is. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll give it a listen. So we might need to edit this out because I feel like this is probably going to be the episode he's going to listen to. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The thing is, is my landlord, he's mm. really cool. And I sent him a link to the podcast, but he said uh, podcasts are, are lame. But mm. I did not take it personally because my landlord is Nathan Williams from Waves and Waves is lame. Right, right, right. So I was just like, you know, uh, <laughs> to each their own. You know, 
Like I will buy the next waves record. Sure. I know that I'm going to have it sent in my girlfriend's name. Cause I don't yeah. want anyone to see that I'm buying the new waves record. And you do right. have the vinyl me please pre-order in <laughs> it, for that limited yeah. colorway. Yeah. It hasn't shipped yet, but it, the order's in. Yeah. Yeah. You actually, um, it comes free vinyl. if you sign a lease on a condo in Silver Lake. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. It's actually, right uh, it. it's, it's, you can't, there's you can't color, opt out of it. It's, there's a colorway like, that's uh, just for his, like, his tenants. Like, for yeah. All is it, it, yeah. If Limited you sign the lease, you are, splatter. you have to subscribe to the vinyl release <laughs> and you the can't is, opt out. I saw the lease and it's, the lease is so hard to read because it's written. The whole lease is written in like the waves font where like right. it's right. like squiggly two, font. Two, two V's or W's. Mm. No. And it's just like, it's just like, man, I can't, I can't understand this legal, this legal indie jargon. Legal, legalese. Does anybody know a lawyer in any bands I can hit up that'll work pro bono for me and help me out with this fucking lease? Yeah, we got to get the guys from Always to come uh, help you decipher it. They might be able to figure it out. <laughs> they, there maybe maybe, maybe churches to too. Can you get churches mm-hmm. to come help you? Churches, they can probably read yeah. it better. That makes sense. Oh, and last week, Aaron, you were talking about how, or maybe it was Jacob, how like Insane Johnny never pops up in your feed anymore. Mm. And uh, I, Jacob, yeah. I noticed there's a new Insane Johnny account and the original Insane Johnny account is gone. And the new Insane Johnny account has like 500 followers and they keep going to my page and liking memes. Like mm. this is, this started like three days ago. So the, maybe like two or three times in the past couple of days, I'll just have like a bunch of Insane Johnny likes. And he took like the, the Cronenberg, the fly Mike Pence meme and put it on his page. So I mm. figured, I figured since he already did a cameo for us, he must know who we are. So I reached out now that he only has 500 followers to come on the podcast. So maybe, maybe <laughs> now, that he, now that he's down on our level, <laughs> right. Get him on well, the podcast. I'm, I'm selling it it's as prob- we're going to help, help him build his following back. Yeah. We're going to get some random ass person on this podcast. Not even going to be John. <laughs> Definitely you got, I love you, that. I, I think it might be fake. I'm going to ask for like a picture with today's newspaper. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like in Zane Johnny, it's like a cue situation where like you never really know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good with. point. For sure. Plus Wolf Eyes and Q actually share a lot of the same audience demographic. <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's a lot of crossover. Uh, all, all the Q guys are like, if you play, um, wolf eyes over the presidential debates backwards, oh, it syncs up yeah. perfectly they, all these fi- all, all these 50 year old facebook moms are po- posting wolf eyes uh youtube links <laughs> constantly. Oh, i remember when i was in like middle school and someone told me if you played revolution number nine backwards it says dead man look at me i was like Yo. holy shit i remember i downloaded audacity on like the windows <laughs> vista computer my parents had uh-huh. just popped that shit in found it had a reverse function and i mean i told fucking everyone for like yeah, dude. honestly until i think i was it, probably all the way through high school too i was like yeah you guys gotta check this shit out you flip that thing it's a whole different bit of audio sounds crazy i buried paul dude if it didn't if it happened in 2020 there'd be like a fact checker warning on the bottom of it yeah right yeah, yeah. 
It's honestly the the Yanny and Laurel of the '60s. Honestly, wow. Yeah, yeah. The the, what colors this dress of the right of the time? I actually watched like a YouTube explanation of the what colors this dress, like the origin story. Like I think I definitely watched that exact same video, like in the heat heat of quarantine. It has like that blonde like guy. uh, Mm -hmm. His name's like is it four hours like. Is it four hours like the Twin Peaks analysis video? Four hour no, it, it dress nine, analysis? It, it was nine minutes, but I watched it 600 times to okay, equate. Yeah, right, right. Because I really wanted to get to the bottom of it. And I still, to me, it's blue and black. So right. I, don't I, don't, I don't see the gold and uh, white, honestly. But I think it might be genetics or something. Yeah. Cool people see it one way not cool people see it the other way kind of thing if you're a sheeple if you're a normie yeah see white and gold yeah. it's that fluoride in the water messes up that's the phones and rods in your eyes and in the toothpaste dude that's why <laughs> i actually started making my own toothpaste recently you take a little bit of baking soda take a little bit of uh vinegar a little bit of mentos just rub that shit together and it's nice yeah, and the, foamy it's the fresher maker yeah. um i uh yeah but i did not follow the advice of uh the social dilemma and i actually watched like a bunch of that guy's videos that talked about the dress and he goes into the origin story of uh the un of the unforgivable guy and then he does oh my like, god wow plain plain potatoes he, he just does like weird internet culture shit but when he talks about it i get the vibe that he has never been on the internet before so i'm a little <laughs> a little confused by it I, I don't know if i get youtubers yet you know oh it's yeah. a it's it's there's a learning curve oh yeah it, mm-hmm. it's like it's like tiktok in that way yeah it's a whole it's a whole ecosystem my tiktok okay. recently got good i've been hitting like on the right shit and now it's Yo, it's good my tiktok algorithm is has been simply popping off for the past yeah. month you got to keep it's, it clean. You got to keep it clean. Oh, you got to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. What's for uh, sure. what's the best TikTok video you guys have seen recently? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. so there there are people making TikToks from prison. Like it, they are, oh, yeah. they are inside TikTok. of prison and they're yeah. making TikToks. And it's the most <clears throat> insane thing I've ever seen. It's like ear hustle. I want to see, I wanna see like a documentary about like, a TikTok prison influencer and how they mm. do it and get away with all of it. <laughs> it's like Logan Paul, but has been in jail for like the past like 50 years. Yeah, it's Dude. like it's the hype house, but it's a prison. <laughs> this is this is actually going to be the plot of the, the, my my new Quibi show. Right, yeah. right. Mm. It's called uh, like and subscribe. Cell block too. of all influencers. Yeah, cell block cell block tango, but they're saying like memes. Oof. Uh, Guys, we can't um, talk about this on the podcast. They're going to steal it. It's such a good idea. It's too good of an idea. It's too good uh, of an idea. The, the, the working title of the show is uh, Guilty of Liking. Wow. You know. Or <laughs> Damn. Gu- guilty of Posting, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, not guilty of posting mm-hmm. so they can get away with it. I don't mm-hmm. I I got to watch a bunch of Prison Break, and I got to watch a bunch of Quibi. <laughs> and get the formula just right i'm doing there's there's like a mathematical formula it it looks like the beginning of rushmore i'm like writing all over the board right uh figuring out how how to maximize um profits how to maximize viewership and how to maximize quibi 
You got to watch you know. the prison break in one ear, Quibi in the other ear, get a device right here, get a separator, get the prison break on this side, Quibi on this side, and just take them both in at the same time. There's a reason why you got two hemispheres of the brain. Yes. That's right. And a lot of people I'm, don't want to talk about it, but I'm they actually, can both do their own thing. It's like a dual core processor, dude. That's right. I'm going to I'm gonna reach out to the, uh, the Fleetwood Mac skateboarder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah to, to star in it dog face because he's fucking sick that I like that ocean, ocean spray gave him a free year of uh, cranberry juice Oof. damn well he was he's drinking cranberry gonna get a cran raz in the video which I think yeah. didn't very fuck up his uh, lifetime supply cran mm-hmm. raz rules I mean That's cranberry juice here. on its own is, is pretty good but when you hit the raz when you when you add the it's, raz, it's it's, it's the a razzle dazzle. When you, I, mean, I start hooting and hollering as soon as that shit hits my throat, I'm screaming mm-hmm. like a monkey. Yeah, every day. <laughs> That's how I start my mornings. <laughs> you got it. That's my vocal warm up. Yeah, before every show, I just I just I'm I'm fucking shotgunning a whole liter of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, just like stab it. Yeah, my alarm clock is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, and then I have. Yeah. Uh, a, a cranberry raz gravity bong set up next to the bed in a giant exactly. bucket of, of I, cranberry raz. <laughs> it's like a Rube Goldberg machine. Your alarm yeah. goes off. There's like a there's like a shoot that goes directly into your mouth and like yeah, just wake a up little getting uh, waterboarded with cran raz. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little like uh, there's a domino uh, of books that all fall down and tips the cranberry juice into the chute and it. It it uh, drenches you in cran as dreams by Fleetwood Mac is playing in the background. Everyone's got that one friend who got way too into Rube Goldberg machines. That was me, right? dude. I mean, like started building them and shit, and you just you lose that friend. Like that friend's gone. Like people always it. talk you, about, like you got to build, married, the, you, you got to build friend. the machine, dude. You nah, don't get have a friend. Friends, have a friend. You know, get into Rube Goldberg machines. That's a gone yeah. friend done i don't know i think that could be a great tiktok video you have that set up with the crayon if you're if you're looking to win a year supply mm. of cranberry raz right we, we've seen we've seen it done we know the standard and what you have to beat right i mean you know. the bar's set pretty high i'll be honest it's true i mean he was on a longboard. Mm. yeah one of the best tweets i saw was uh when ruth bader ginsburg died someone tweeted R.I.P. Rube Goldberg, your machines were insane. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, Dude, just plugging that, that tweet that someone else wrote. It's a good one, I would say. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say we're we're coming to the end of the podcast. I do have uh, something written down. We on you wouldn't download a podcast are kind of, I would say, connoisseurs of this music genre that exists solely online called Nightcore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If you're familiar. So I, I did I did a little search and I was a little bit bummed to see that there's only one Nightcore Charlie Bliss song on oh, YouTube. We we gotta do something about that. Dude, I mean if that means you're gonna hit them with a cease and desist and take it away, please don't. No no no. But- I'm saying we need <laughs> we need the like the foremost uh uh nightcore influencers to to get to get on board. I mean, if you're a gamer and a Charlie Bliss fan, you know, what are you going to listen to if there's only like you can't listen to the same Nightcore remix over and over again? Yeah. Well, I think what we I need can. is we- I can listen to that Logic <laughs> Nightcore remix all over. Like all We need like a The Minions one though. The Minions one. Yeah, that one. 
tying it all back together to like digital performance in quarantine, there needs to be like a Charlie Bliss Nightcore EP yes. uh, release in Minecraft, like co-done 100%. with the PC music people. And then you yeah. have like, like hundred Gex remixes, Nightcore remixes of uh, Percolator. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, plethora of other songs, but yeah, I mean, yeah. so I'll say this right now. If anyone listening uh, wants wants to make f- a full album, song by song remix of Nightcore for a last record, Young Enough, I will personally send you a case of uh, Ocean Spray Cran Raz. Hell yes! <laughs> Holy shit! Let's go, folks. You don't get this kind of offer every day. No, no. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And when for you, you get, to do was, hours of work, yeah, <laughs> in so exchange much for cranberry juice. Yes, that is. Those are the terms. Correct. Yes, but it's been hard to find cranberry, especially cran raz, since the quarantine started because they found out you can make hand sanitizer with it. <laughs> That's true. Well, and sticky, also a- additionally to the the deal, if you post the songs on YouTube, if the video gets 10,000 views, Spencer will also send you one of the Casper mattresses that he's bogarting <laughs> at Currently his new apartment. 37. Yeah. You can have one. Okay. You can have no one. It'll, it'll, just the yeah, mattress. it'll be it, drenched in Cran Raz. It'll be mm. like more of a sponge situation. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, it's a good thing well, about the phone. You could, you could yeah. soak up a Sops lot of up. Cran Raz in there. Like, you, oh, it's yeah. kind of a two-for-one thing because if you can squeeze all that out, you got like a couple weeks worth of Cran Raz. Yeah, and the resale yeah. value on Cran Raz is just going up since oh the, my God. the, the dog eBay listings are insane. Yeah. It's just, I feel, it's a competition out there for Cran Raz, for sure. Uh, do we want to have a live reaction to this Nightcore remix? Yeah, let's let's play out the episode with it, because I, right. I, I listened to the first, like, 10 seconds, but then I was mm. like, we're probably going to listen to it on the podcast. Didn't so really uh, audition it all the way, huh? Wait, but before, well... You know, I didn't. I, I wanted to. I knew we would react, but mm. I was going to say before we play it, uh, Spencer. Do you have any plugs you'd like to get in? I don't have plugs, but you know, follow uh, follow Charlie Bliss on the socials. We got some fun stuff lined up coming up. Going to be great. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. Is it just at Charlie Karen? Bliss all all at, platforms? That's it. That's the one. Easy to remember. Are you on Quibi? TikTok? <laughs> follow Charlie Bliss on Quibi. <laughs> on Charlie. Google Plus, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, you're, you're moving Plus. only. You have an yeah. exclusive deal with Google Plus. Add Charlie Bliss <laughs> to your circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, holy shit. Ver- verified on Google Plus and Quibi. Just ch and it'll pop right up first. Yeah, first one. that's it. Mm-hmm. Only band actually. So, mm-hmm. the, well, the, they actually fucked up their Google Plus. It's Charles Bliss. You yeah, have to search for it a little <laughs> bit. But you should you should find it. Tra- Charlie C H A R L I E. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. well, I, I was Bliss with one we, S. Before we play this, I was gonna say I was at the uh the Music Hall of Williamsburg show where the real Charlie Bliss was there. And yes, that sir. was very, very fun. Was that a was that an album release show? I think or a, it was a homecoming show from a tour or something. Yeah, we had been on tour for a very, very long time. And I believe that was the last show. It was like the end of September, like 2017 or something. Yeah. And that was uh, Sad 13 or did Speedy Ortiz open? I think it was Sad 13 and Bellows. Sick. Very. I yeah. love Bellows. But also incredible, a friend of the pod, uh, past, past guest uh, Sadie Dupree also. 
Hell uh, yes. Of Sad 13. That was a really fun show. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, you know, they're all, they're all fun. Uh, <laughs> it's always <laughs> a good time, but yeah, let's, uh, let's Aaron, if you want to throw it in the share together, the Nightcore cover. All right, let's do it. Uh, Jacob, can you turn sh- on the, what is the share, share together? I don't know what this, you keep calling it the share together. What the is that watch from? together. The watch together. Like what are you together. talking about, dude? I don't know. <laughs> share I don't know. screen. Dude, it says share screen. Does it say share together on your phone? No, I can't. I nah. can't share. I can't do it on my phone. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then that's fair. You don't. You don't know what it looks like. All right, here well, we go. Sure. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this fucking rips, dude. It is pretty sick. <laughs> Yo, the kicks insane. It's like uh, the anime avatar on the left is wild. It looks I like can't, he's done can't it take my eyes off it. journey i can see in your eyes that you're sensing a, a new direction for charlie bliss after hearing yeah that. there's no going back after <laughs> your, your first nightcore cover it's like there's just before and after yes this is the absolutely. next chapter of, of my pivot. life 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say uh, to circle back to like early internet culture that uh, that remix had very potent uh, hamster dance energy to it. Oh mm-hmm. yes, it did for yeah, sure, absolutely. Chipmunk. Jeff, vibes. how the fuck did you find that? Were you like searching every single like song title and nightcore and seeing if it was a Charlie Bliss song? <laughs> You're frozen as fuck, by the way. We stop your fucking yeah. video again. <laughs> oh, Jeff, Jeff died. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor guy. Just can't get it right. It Damn, was too man. good. It yeah. was t- the the cover was too good, and it it was an overdose. Jeff wants yeah. to spend all this money on the Stephen Merritt cover. I think he needs <laughs> to spend money on new Wi Fi. Yeah, Yo, dude. get this point. man's a modem, please. Yeah, get this man an Ether. He's gone. <laughs> Yo, Jeff it. is fucking dead. Rest in peace, Jeff. I uh, oh, hope you have better Wi Fi in heaven. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Great convo. <laughs> of course. Any uh, any last words? I know we already did a plug section, but this is your this is your moment to say whatever you want before we end. This whatever episode. you want. Yeah, I mean, listen, just long live Quibi. You know, just mm. keep streaming, yes. keep enjoying those quick bites. Yes. Meg Whitman for, for the wise words. We love you. You you killed it at HP. You killing it at Quibi. You killed it in the gubernational race in California. So. We're we excited to see name, this new we? chapter. No relation, yeah. folks. No relation. Meg Whitman. All right. Of Quibi fame. Until next CEO. time, folks. I don't Goodbye. think Jeff's coming back. Jeff is fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Spencer. Bye.
me ha 